Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Wilhelm. I, of course, am your host, Ben Beck. I say, of course, like, that sounds so pretentious for me to say it in that way. Uh, But I am the only host of this podcast with along with the slew of my special guest hosts that I bring on constantly, uh, that if you guys want to be one, I'm more than open to it. All you got to do is just let me know. Contact me uh, via Facebook or the website. Um, Facebook.com slash Wilhelm Podcast, WilhelmPodcast.com, or just email me directly. uh, Feedback at WilhelmPodcast.com. Easiest way to do it. I usually do that for the post credit, but because this is a spotlight session, um, it's going to be a shorter episode. Uh, so no post credit for this one. So that being said, this is the first official Wilhelm spotlight of 2024. Even though this is a conversation from last year, this is a conversation from 2023, and I'm incredibly excited to bring this one to you guys. This is one I've been holding for a little bit now, and. I was incredibly honored because of this one. This is a panel that I did from Fan Expo Philadelphia last year, uh, here in my hometown of Philadelphia, last year, 2023. And it is with the legendary, the incomparable Peter Cullen. So if you don't know who Peter Cullen is, Peter Cullen was and still is the epic voice of Optimus Prime from the Transformers movies, Transformers cartoon, everything that you've seen of Optimus Prime. He has done most of it. Um, And this was such an honor for me to share the stage with this man because he is a legend in the voiceover world, a legend in the voice acting world, uh, and just a legendary person to begin with. He has such a presence to him that it was so... I was in awe of just being on stage with him. This is a one-on-one conversation I had with him uh, in front of a live audience at Fan Expo Philadelphia. And I'm so happy to bring this one to you guys finally. I've been sitting on it for a little bit of time, but I figured none better to start the year off than with this one. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Peter Cullen, again, just an amazing, legendary person. Uh, so I'm incredibly happy to bring this conversation to you guys in the form of a Wilhelm Spotlight. Before I bring you the conversation, however, I do want to mention real quick that the Patreon is coming, should be launching within the next week or two officially. Uh, and again, as I've mentioned before on previous episodes, this is not to make money or to get rich. This is simply to offset you know, some costs that it costs me to keep this podcast going, to keep the lights on here at Wilhelm Studios. And, you know, offer you guys some cool stuff at the same time. Uh, I have a bunch of shows that I'm going to be doing this year, of course. You know, kicking it all off with Fan Expo Philadelphia again, 2024. Don't know who I'm going to be on stage with yet, but I'm incredibly excited to kick off the year uh, of con season. Followed by that, I've got Anime Con going up to Rhode Island for that. I've got Colorado Springs Comic Con, Contropolis, New Jersey, TerraCon, and of course, ending the year once again at the epic Rhode Island Comic Con. I can't wait to work with all the great people at Altered Reality again. I'm so looking forward to it. There's going to be so many more opportunities for me to share the stage with some pretty incredible people. Uh, Next episode of Wilhelm after this is going to be the top five favorite baseball films. We are in spring training right now, so what better time than to do that? And that was with my my new friend Alex Kruger came on for that. 
Again, be sure to reach out if you have anything you want to say to me, whether it's you want to be a guest, you have ideas for the podcast, or you just want to leave some feedback for anything. Uh, Easiest ways to do that, go to wilhelmpodcast.com. There are links there for everything. Or you can email me directly, feedback at wilhelmpodcast.com. There's so much on the horizon for for Wilhelm, uh, including hopefully another live podcast at Fan Expo, uh, and maybe some of the altered reality shows. We don't know. We don't know. It's uh, it's still in the works. Uh, there's still a lot of stuff in some awesome flux going on with those guys, and I can't wait to see what 2024 brings for live shows for the podcast. But Again, I digress. I'm talking way too much. You guys are here for the interview. You're here for the conversation. So without further ado, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast in whatever way it is, whether it's just listening, leaving feedback, or hopefully soon the Patreon. Uh, But here it is, my panel from last year, Fan Expo Philadelphia 2023, with the legendary Peter Cullen. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the one, the only, Peter Cohen. Thank you. Wow. When I came around that corner, I only saw three people. (laughs) And I said, where'd everybody go? (laughs) Anyway... Thanks for being here. I mean, you had to know there was going to be more than three people in this room for you. I mean, you are so beloved from the communities everywhere around. I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I've been moderating for five, six years, if not longer, and I'm even kind of in you all must be very right now. Tired. It hasn't I mean, been straight for it, five it, years. It, do you eat a little bit? Very rarely when I work these events, to be completely honest. With you. <laughs> okay. uh, I've been yeah, I've been here all morning and I haven't eaten yet. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in a little bit of an awe being able to to share the stage with you too, because I've grown up with your voice all through my childhood, uh, and I don't know how many people in the audience know this or if uh, how aware of it that you are as well. But there is a Philadelphia Transformers connection. Uh, in that the second live-action movie, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, was filmed here in Philadelphia. There were n- a number of scenes that were filmed here in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, and in that honor, I get to say that I'm actually in a movie with you. <laughs> That's great. Because I am in two scenes of that film, so I actually get to say <laughs> that uh, you can't see me. It's all right. I'm like very, very background. But I'm there. But I'm there. I'm in the movie. Uh, so yeah, your, your voice has been a part of my childhood, uh, as well as everybody else in here. And it's just a true, it's just an honor to be on stage with you right now. So I just wanted to kick off with that. Um, you know, the, the voice of Optimus Prime is so synonymous. Everybody recognizes it. And I'm sure you've told the story before. Uh, but for those people that are in the audience right now who may not have heard the story, how did the voice of Optimus come about? How was it developed uh, and how did you hone it in as you went in over the years to portray this character? You know, it's a, it's a story that I've told. It's not a story, it's truth. Uh, I've told several times and I'm, I'm quite astounded by the reaction that, that, that it's had because to me it was just a reality. It was a moment of truth and it was a discovery and a, an apparition all at the same time. I, I was... Uh, Going through a period of, uh, of my life wasn't a very pleasant one, and uh, my brother Larry 
had uh, returned from Vietnam and uh, years earlier, I had moved down to uh, California uh, from Montreal, Canada, where I was born. And um, uh, as time went on, I uh, found myself living with my brother Larry in an apartment in Burbank, California. And so we had one car. And this was back in 1983, I would think. And I said, Larry, I, uh, I have to borrow the car. He said, Peter, where are you going? I said, he said well, uh, Larry, I'm going to an audition. Said, well, another one, huh? I said, yeah, I'm going to be a, a truck. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you're going to be a truck, Peter? I said, yeah. He said, well, what kind of we what does a truck sound like? I said, no, well, he's, he's going to be a hero truck. And he went with a smile, and he went, well, Peter, if you're going to be a hero, be a real hero. <laughs> his voice just went into this barrel, and his face just became straight, and uh, he said, don't be, uh, don't be a Hollywood hero. If you're going to be a hero, be a real hero. Don't go yelling and pretending you're tough. Here's a Marine talking. A bronze star with V from Vietnam uh, became a captain after his lieutenant tenure. And then his face just kind of said to me, Peter, be strong enough to be gentle. And he just gave me that whole sense of what Optimus Prime was going to be right then and there. I went to the audition, and the, the material was there. I saw the illustrations of what Optimus Prime was. It was a truck, and then it transformed into this body, and, and then back into that Kenwood, and with the tractor trailer, you know. And so I was saying, okay, this is a huge character. He's big and he's strong and all that stuff. And he, I said, kids are going to love this, you know. And so I read the script and it was, I could have just been, these could have been the words. The words were, my name is Optimus Prime from the planet Cybertron, you know. <laughs> it, it just flowed, flowed out of me, and I, I mean, I, I could very well have said, my name is Larry Cullen, <laughs> United States Marine Corps, you know. But that's, uh, that's the voice that came out of me, and it was, it was Larry, and those distinctive words that applied to every script that we did was be strong enough to be gentle. And that's carried me all the way through since 1984. Until 1986 when they... <laughs> <laughs> You're out of here, Colin. You're out of here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because, I mean, for, for, for some people, I mean, especially myself, you know, 1986, we're talking, I'm, I'm a six or seven-year-old boy sitting at home watching these. And the death of Optimus Prime is the first... I know for me and maybe for some others, it really was the first, 
instance of that for some young people. And it, it, it's this memory that sticks with us when we remember how emotional we got at, at the death of Optimus. What was your initial impression of that? I mean, obviously, um, I don't know if you would be happy that they killed off a character that you were, you were portraying. Well, you know, there was, there was a lot of confusion from my end because I, I, I'm looking at the script and uh, the movie with Frank Welker. And Frank and I are good friends, you know, and, and we're sitting next to each, each other and, and I get to the page, whatever it was on, and I said, Frank, you, what page are you on? He says, <laughs> I said, I'm on page 17, I'm getting whacked. <laughs> Boy, I mean, this is it. He said, what do you mean? He says, I, I've, I've got a death scene here. I'm doing a death scene and, and he's not coming back. <laughs> so, I felt like hell. I mean, it was really a pretty sick feeling. I said, you know, I, inside, you know, you, you, you take it on yourself and you say, what did I do? What did I do wrong? I mean, who did I piss off? You know? <laughs> what the hell? You know, I mean, yeah. I, it was a rotten feeling. And, um, and I didn't bother with it, you know. I just said, that's it. It's over with. I should get on with your life. You know, I, I left that and just went on to the other jobs and just put it out of my mind until they called me to do the feature film and years and years later. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, it was I believe it was, if my math is correct, maybe a good... 20 years before between the time yeah. that the animated series had ended and the live action yeah, film kind of like that yeah. had, had come around. What was your reaction when you found out that they wanted you back to portray? Well, I had to audition. Oh, did you? You actually had to audition I, for the role I, of Optimus I, Prime. I have had to audition for the character I created. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so strange. You know, but Hollywood's Hollywood, you know? Yeah, that's, that's crazy to me. <laughs> That you would have to audition for a character that you brought to life. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, again, it had been 20 years, but thankfully, I know, I, I, I'm sure other people are agreeing that would agree with me, you got the job. Yeah, I did. And you came back and you got to portray that character. Yeah, I, I felt really nervous about it, too. I didn't have that old confidence I used to have when I was doing the series with the guys. You know, we had a great time. It was always fun, you know. We always had something going on in the booth, you know, where we, where we recorded. And of course, Frank Welker, he would always supply something strange, surprisingly funny, always. I mean, it wouldn't, if, an, if you were reading a line and you'd hear, like a, a faucet dripping. I can't do it the way he does it. But you go, <laughs> and that producer and director would be saying, can we get some order back in there? Can we get, uh, get going? Can we do that line again? Let's see, this is line 54, take three. <laughs> <laughs> Little tips. Or you do a, an electric motor or you know, an elevator <laughs> from behind the wall. Uh, <laughs> We had so much fun doing that. Back then in the 80s when you guys were recording the series as opposed to 
you know, what they do now where you, you are usually alone in a studio. Back then in the 80s, were, were there many of you in the booth at the same time? Yeah, there'd be probably about 12 of us. All recording together. Yeah, we'd all be in a line and then we'd be looking straight towards the glass barrier between us where the producer, directors and uh, other people sat listening to our madness. I think that's where a lot of the magic is lost nowadays sometimes is because it it is an individual performance now where you listen to the recording of somebody else and you kind of interact with that. But with having everybody in the room together, it's very easy to feed off of one another to to bring the characters more to life. I don't think that's changed very much. I think we still, although I haven't done one for a while, (laughs) um, you know, in the movies, I I worked alone, Mm -hmm. you know. I would work with Michael Bay, and uh, in this last one, the, the you know, Rise of the Beast. This is with Stephen Keppel, and he's he's a fantastic young director that I just got along with so so well. He's what a brain! You're going to like this movie, folks. I'm I'm yeah. excited. I uh, I know you can't talk too much about it because the movie hasn't released yet. But I'm I'm actually excited. I'm getting to go to a screening of it on Monday, so I'm going to be seeing it within the next two days. And I'm I'm really excited about that. This so, Monday? I'm this coming Monday. I'm going that's to a the screening. That's the premiere. I mean, that's the oh, you are? Yeah, I get to see it about <laughs> a little little less than a week early. So uh, I'm going to it too, but it's in New York. Oh, now mine's here in Philly. Oh, yeah, so okay. mine's in town. Mine's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to switch? Oh, no. Okay. No, I wouldn't either. I, w- I wouldn't either. Uh, if anybody in the audience does have questions for Peter, we're going to try and get through a couple of them. I don't know how many we're going to get through uh, as we go through. But uh, before, we, before we get to that, you know, over the years, there have been different versions and iterations of Transformers in which you've reprised Optimus, uh, obviously, uh, and usually there are kind of variations of the series itself. Uh, are there any like dominant traits of Optimus that you always make sure, with the exception of obviously leadership and um, and, uh, and and such, that you you want to make sure these are traits you want to make sure you carry over to the next iteration or the next project of Transformers? Well, um, it all depends upon what's written in front of me. You know, I don't have much control over what to say, and sometimes I have to say things that I don't want to say, and Mm. I've only had that a couple of times, and I I lost. There was one line in the movie where I said, I'll kill them all. You know, that's not Optimus Prime, Mm. you know. But I was forced to say it, and... uh, under the circumstances, I think uh, it may have raised a few eyebrows, but in the long run, it was understood that it was a, you know, a very sick prime. Mm-hmm. He had a bad cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, all right, let's see if maybe we can get in a couple of these questions. Uh, over here, uh, your name and your question. Uh, my name is Kyle, and um, huge Transformers fan. But you also, I believe, did the opening narration for an, another cartoon I was very, very fond of, Voltron. Do you recall that? Oh, defender of the universe. <laughs> Gosh, you guys, you remember all of this stuff? Wow. Commander Hawkins. So how did that uh, come about? And um, 
Do you remember the narration? Could you give us a little? Uh, how did the how did the, narr how the the job of narrating for Voltron come about? And do you remember what the narration was? Uh, no, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, I forget. <laughs> Jeez. I don't really, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite surprised that you would bring that up, uh, considering this is an Optimus Prime moment. <laughs> <laughs> Voltron, defender of the universe. I don't, I, well, it, it, no, we love all your roles. Right over my head, <laughs> half that stuff. I didn't understand what it was all about anyway. <laughs> well, I well, never got to see the whole show, and I only read my lines, and, uh, who knows what that was all about. So. Well, well, then, if you want an Optimus Prime question, so after you died in the movie, you actually did come back in the third season. They had um, Dark Awakening and then the return of Optimus Prime. How did it feel when you got that call, we need you back? The movie? Af after the animated movie, you came back in season three. For two shows. Yeah, for, for a few episodes. Yeah, a couple of episodes. Well, I, I, I learned years and years later that I was brought back because mothers in America and Canada were so upset by the activities of their children, hiding under the bed, uh, hiding in closets. They wouldn't come out. Uh, they would be so afraid. They, I mean, it affected them. And I was stunned to hear that. I had no idea that there were a lot of children that were affected by that. And so I did have to come back for those few shows to appease that whole thing, which I thought was rather strange, you know, strange, you know, that's Hollywood. You, you never get your hopes up on anything because you never know how long something's gonna last and you just work your, your craft and you work it hard, never give up, never give in, you know, just plod along and Sometimes you get lucky, and uh, uh, you got lucky because years later I discovered that a lot of kids had grown up and they were talking about a feature film, and they started getting on, and the internet, of course, and they started talking about me, and uh, I wasn't paying particular attention to the internet because I didn't have a computer, and I, I put all that stuff about, you know? But anyway. I still had a dial phone for crying out loud. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, hi. This is Peter. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Telephones. So, <laughs> no, no. So, but the internet had so much going for it, you know, for, for, for my inclusion into that, uh, that they eventually, you know, said, okay, yeah, let's get them, okay, or whatever they do. And anyway, uh, I went to the audition with Michael Bay and I said, I was very nervous. I mean, I was really nervous. And I was also, uh, they were auditioning for Ironhide. And so there was a girl, there's a scene and there was a girl reading Ironhide and then Optimus Prime. Michael Bay is sitting here, the girl is sitting here, somebody's sitting there, I'm sitting here. 
and she started reading Ironhide. She said, well, whatever the line was, and I said, here, let me, let me, let me take that. I, I do Ironhide. <laughs> oh, come on, Prime, let's kick some butt. <laughs> and whatever the line was, it, you know, not now, not now, Ironhide, relax, cool it. We'll get them on our own time. Oh, I want to do it now, Prime, now. And Michael Bay sitting there going, <laughs> did I hear that? You know, was that, okay, 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 that's, that's enough of that, that's enough. And the girl was sitting there going, <laughs> she's looking straight up at me like this. It was bizarre, I was nervous, uh, you know. Uh, who knows, you know, you just give it your shot, give it everything you have, and you, say, you walk away, you're getting into your car, and you're saying, what am I doing here? <laughs> I just auditioned for Ironhide and Optimus Prime. <laughs> um, that had, to get, you, start that had to get you the it. job, though. <laughs> just portraying both of those for Michael Bay and just seeing him <laughs> drop-jawed. Well, I don't know if he dropped. I made that up. Sorry, Michael, if you're out there. <laughs> I, I buy it. <laughs> yeah. So. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for your question. Uh, let's go over to this side here. Uh, what's your name and your question? Hi. My name is uh, Benson. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, Mr. Cohn, for coming on the business here in Philly. Thank you. Uh, I've been a uh, huge uh, G1 Optimus Prime fan since I was a kid. Um, I really enjoyed the nobility of character and how strong he was. And then once they went ahead and took him out, I was done with Transformers. But then, when they went ahead and came out with the series Transformers Prime, and then he voiced the character, I got a chance to voice the character again, that was the time that felt me like, oh, this is I wish this is how it went originally when they did the character. Did you enjoy that show? Absolutely. You know, I, I had fun doing it. I mean, you know, I, we don't, you know, the original show, we didn't have many girls in, you know. And this one, we had a few girls. It was kind of fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they were great people. I mean, really wonderful people. And, and to be, you know, t teamed up with, uh, with Frank Welker again, you know, this was, it was just heaven, you know. Sorry it, was, I'm sorry it went away. I guess, you know, that's Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, my two questions are, uh, what was your experience doing the G1 Optimus Prime? versus the Transformers Prime version of him, like uh, how you approach the character, and uh, what was your experience also like versus when you're doing G1 Optimus Prime, like doing the recordings and everything versus how they did it in Transformers Prime. It kind of felt like the character, um, like it was great for me when I was a kid, and then Transformers Prime even felt like the character grew up also for like an older audience as well as like younger audience as well too. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. Uh, I. Basically, I think Prime uh, is Prime. You know, the essential qualities of Prime remain. Uh, they're so they're so embedded in you know my brother Larry, and of course the uh, the writers and the scenario, whatever it may be, always seem to remain true. Uh, and if it wasn't true, I would try to make it true. But I don't remember having any difficulty or me memories of, of any of those instances where it was a problem or a dilemma of any kind. It was always natural. 
Prime seemed to be the, you know, the epitome of a great hero. And he, those, those, those traits are inherently strong and, you know, forever. You know, they, they stay with the power of, of, of good leadership, you know, that, that way. I was very lucky, very lucky. Optimus has always been Optimus, no matter what project that he has been a part of. Whatever Transformers, whatever iteration of Transformers we get, the Optimus has always been the leader that we've, we've always loved, and we ourselves would follow if we were in the situation to do so. Yeah. So the, character, the characteristics have always carried over. <laughs> so, but thanks for your question. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's go over to this side here. What's your name and your question? Hello, Mr. Cullen. My name's Greg. Um, as you mentioned earlier, you also voice one of my favorite Autobots, Ironhide. I was wondering, which is the more difficult role to play, Optimus or Ironhide? Oh, no. I, I, well, you know what? During production back in those days, uh, Frank would op often have to talk to himself you know, as another character. Uh, I did on several occasions, and uh, it was fun. It was really fun. I gave you a little taste of that earlier, but we, we were a little more polished back in those days, you know, because you had a script in front of you, you didn't have to ad-lib it, you know. <laughs> but, no, but it's interesting. Yeah, a lot of us had to do, uh, kind of, you know, scenes with uh, a conversation between themselves, and. It's kind of fun. You, you end up having to do it over, though, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you try. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we'll switch back over to the side. Uh, your name and your question. Hi, Hi Peter. Uh, my name is Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Um, I grew up with you since I was about six, seven years old, and I made it a point for me and my brother to not miss a single episode of Transformers. And even with Transformers Prime, I had my um, twin nephews watching that, and they really enjoyed the show. Uh, my question is, with every script that you've read and performed, which script do you believe was the most challenging script that you performed? Uh, so of, of any script that you got, whether it be of any um, G1, uh, Transformers Prime, which script do you think was maybe the most challenging to perform? Well, that's a good question. I, you know, oddly enough, every script that you get is, you know, is a challenge. But, uh, it, but some scripts aren't as good as others, and uh, you don't have any control over that. But, and some have more action than others, and some have more messages than others. Uh, generally speaking, I, I don't think we ever concentrated on that as a problem or as an issue of any kind. We we read our scripts, you know, and and sometimes we only read them once, and then we were taping, you know. And sometimes we they taped before we even read it. <laughs> no, maybe not. I don't remember. That's so long ago. <laughs> I can't I can't remember any problems with the. But then there's a lot of things I can't remember anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. 
Jeez. Did that help? <laughs> I love you, man. That's good. Okay. Thanks a lot for your question. Uh, we got a couple minutes to get in, maybe one or two more before we're, we're going to start to wrap things up. So we'll go over this side. What's your name and your question? Uh, hi there, Mr. Cullen. My name is Ilya. And of course, like many others here, I grew up with you, not just as the voice of Optimus, but also the narrator on Toonami. So I remember your narration for shows like Gundam Wing. And, you know, you've just been around so often, you've inspired at least one generation to dream and imagine about the future and about how technology can beneficially interact with humanity and so on. And I'm thinking like the world has changed so much since you first uh, started. So what excites you uh, most about the way the world is changing, especially with respect to technology and what, co what also concerns you the most? That's a, that's a very detailed question. Of course, I mean, why not ask it to Optimus Prime himself? <laughs> You're doing that on purpose, aren't you? <laughs> you just want to lay me out there. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, the simple version of that question comes down to what? Uh, uh, oh, so, you know, what, what makes you most excited uh, about the future? What are you most optimistic about, no pun intended, uh, with it, regards to, you know... In regards to anything or like specifically technology uh, or... A, 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 anything really, like... You know. So basically just what gets you excited for the future? Like what, what yes. about the future gets you, like, are you interested in or to maybe learn more about? Just something that gets you excited. Oh, I, you know, I got a call from the executive producer from Paramount Pictures and uh, talked to me on the phone. He said, Peter, I just want to tell you that uh, we're going to be doing more features and uh, I want you to know that you are going to be Optimus Prime for as long as you want to be awesome. Optimus Prime. I was very happy about that myself, <laughs> I really was, oh God. And he, but then he, there was a flip side to the coin, he said there was, uh, there, the animated uh, shows that we're going to do, uh, we're going to be use, uh, using a younger prime, and, um, which makes sense, you know. He said, but the features, you are going to be Optimus Prime, but for the TV series and all that other stuff and the, whatever they call them, Zooms and whatever those words are, fancy words for, doesn't cost a dime. <laughs> we, we get these things done for nothing, you know, we just put them on stream, put them over here, you know, get the writers to strike and do all that stuff. <laughs> so... Uh, we'll be doing animated and using a younger person. I said, well, that makes perfect sense to me. You know, here's a guy that's going to be training, you know, the way I trained <laughs> you guys when you were six years old. You know, that's a long time ago. And uh, I could understand that. Um, but see what comes what may. You know, I look forward positively and... I look forward to whatever they're going to do in the future, but live for the present. And uh, 
I'm, I'm going to tell you this, honestly, because I love you guys and girls. You know, I... We love you, Peter. <laughs> Thank you for being optimistic. <laughs> Thanks. I feel the way about you guys, and I, I hope that I'm around for a long time to do more features, and uh, because I have it in me, and I, I don't want to not do it. I really want to do it. So it gives me a, a real incentive to be with you guys. Yeah, you warm my heart, and I think you're the greatest group of people everywhere we go. I mean, you're just the same. You're just wonderful people, and I love you for that. I do. I, uh, we're coming to the end, so I apologize for anybody whose question didn't get asked, but I really, personally, I don't really think we could have ended this panel any better than that. Uh, so, um, be, before we let you go, uh, I, 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 I just want to tell you, and I'm sure I speak for everybody in this room, you have been and will always be Optimus Prime to each and every one of us. Uh, and before we get out of here and I let you say goodbye, any way we can just wrap this panel up with an Autobots rollout. Oh. <laughs> Hold on to your dreams. The future is built on dreams. One shall stand, one shall fall. Peace is the right of all sentient beings. Autobots, transform and roll out! <laughs>